Welcome back to another episode of the Hecklers and Hot Takes podcast. This is your host, Brian Clinton. It is Sunday, September 4th, and we just watched a fantastic first weekend of college football. The 2022 season is headed into week two already, but we have lots to catch up on from, from an awesome weekend. Let's start in the Big 12. Um, Oklahoma State take care of takes care of business against Central Michigan on Thursday. Uh, we spoke at this about this game at length, but just a reminder, 58-44, to 44, Oklahoma State wins there. Spencer Sanders is terrific. Uh, so he's responsible for six touchdowns in that game. And, uh, you know, more points than Oklahoma State fans are probably happy with from Central Michigan, but a lot of that came late in the game. So don't think there's anything really to worry about there yet. Derek Mason will get things figured out for the Cowboys uh, they are 1-0. and West Virginia can't say the same. Uh, Pitt takes down the Mountaineers in the backyard brawl, 38-31. to Keaton Slovis was good for, for the Panthers, as was JT Daniels for West Virginia, but a costly interception in the fourth quarter leads to what was the uh, game-winning touchdown for Pittsburgh. Um, West Virginia gets a chance to bounce back this week takes on Kansas at home, um, but it doesn't appear that this is the same Kansas team that we've gotten used to to watching over the last 10 years or so. Uh, K- Kansas takes care of business emphatically against Tennessee Tech um, on Friday night by a score of 56-10. to 10. Um, you, you saw the, the Jayhawks really take care of business and, and separate themselves from Tennessee Tech, an FCS team, which is not something we've always been able to say in the past. So so good for Kansas there. And at, at the time of our last recording, TCU uh, was was struggling a little bit with Colorado, but they came out with a with a fantastic second half, put away the Buffaloes thirty eight to thirteen, and uh, you know really separated in that game. And and you saw the Horn Frogs kind of flourish there in the second half offensively. Twenty one points scored in the fourth quarter there. So uh, TCU starts off one and zero. And into our Saturday games, Oklahoma kicked things off of the Big 12 at 2.30 against UTEP, and they looked like Oklahoma. Uh, they go out and score on their first three drives uh, before the halfway point or right at the halfway point of the first quarter. It was 21 to nothing, and and uh, you really saw them kind of pull off the, the gas a little bit there, but the defense was different than we have seen from from Oklahoma in the past for, for the last few years, we kind of got used to seeing Oklahoma really struggle to make tackles in open field and, and, and just do simple things that, that led to teams like Tulane last year, sticking around when they, when they probably shouldn't have. Well, UTEP was out of this game from the get go and, and Oklahoma handled business. Uh, they went 45 to 13. Eric Gray had 16 carries for 102 yards. Uh, and you saw, you saw, uh, the Sooners passing game really succeed there under Dylan Gabriel um, uh, hitting Braden Willis for a couple of touchdowns and, and uh, you could really see how the Sooners are, are capable of being good yet again in 2022. <clears throat> the Baylor bears, they take on Albany and boy, did they take them on 69 to 10 is the final there. And Blake Shapin was terrific. He he only had 20 attempts. He completed 17 of those, was extremely accurate, looked great throughout the entire game. He goes for 214 yards and two touchdowns there. Um, 
in in short time. So so Baylor certainly looked the part in week one, as did Iowa State and Hunter Deckers. We have heard things about Deckers for weeks out of fall camp, how terrific he's looked, and he 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 certainly looked the part against Southeast Missouri. Um, he goes 25 for 31 for 293 yards, four touchdowns, and Iowa State wins 42 to 10. Kansas State shuts out South Dakota. Uh, 34 to nothing is the final there. Deuce Vaughn had 18 carries for 126 yards and one score. Kansas State looked like Kansas State in that game. Um, Texas Tech, which we'll dive into this here in a, in a bit more in depth, uh, has a switch at quarterback for for unfortunate reasons. Uh, Donovan Smith comes in, is very good for Texas Tech, goes 14 to 16 for 221 and four touchdowns. Texas Tech rolls 63 to 10 over Murray State. And then the last game of the, of the evening in the Big 12 was Texas. Um, you saw Quinn Ewers make his first start uh, for the Longhorns at quarterback. He goes 16 for 24. For 225 and two touchdowns, Bijan Robinson has 10 carries for 71 and a score. Uh, Texas rolls Louisiana Monroe 52 to 10 there. Um, really just chalk for the most part across the, across the Big 12 in week one. Not, not many intriguing matchups outside of the, the backyard brawl there with West Virginia and Pitt, but, but good games overall, good showings for the Big 12. They go nine and one in week one. Uh, it's a good time to be a Big 12 football team. Uh, there's three things that really stood out to me in Big 12 play this week. The first one was Oklahoma State's change of identity. Now, last season we we got used to watching Mike Gundy's team win things, win games with defense, and it was good defense. I mean, we're talking historically good defense. They were on par in a lot of ways with Georgia's defense last year, who you all know went on to win the national championship. So um, really got to see them flourish defensively last year. But in, in week one, now it's still early, but in week one it was the offense that led Oklahoma State up and down the field and led them to victory. I Spencer Sanders probably played the best game that I have seen him play uh, as a Cowboy and really – something to look forward to for Oklahoma State fans in 2022. Um, and it really looks like he is prepared to have a career year, which they're going to need from him if the defense uh, does not find a way to you know, replicate some of the numbers that it had last year. <clears throat> the second thing that stood out to me on Saturday – in the first game in the Brent Venables era, the Oklahoma Sooners were physical. That's not something that you could say with much confidence last year. The Sooners yesterday against UTEP, it was against UTEP, a physical team in their own right, but but Oklahoma Im- imposed their will from the get-go. That game was that game was physical, but it was one-sided. The the Sooners offensive and defensive lines did anything they wanted for the most part. Uh, there were a couple of stretches where UTEP had some success, but but overall Oklahoma really was strong. And and the thing that really stuck out to me in that game was the tackling. Oklahoma was very very good in the open field and tackling. They they were I don't I seem to remember just one missed tackle that went for a first down, but they limited 
Uh, UTEP to negative 35 yards rushing in the first half, which was just incredible. Uh, UTEP ends up going for 29 yards rushing in the game overall. So really, really good performance, uh, promising performance from Brent Venable Sooners on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, they'll take on Kent State this week. Um, not much of a step up in competition there, but but uh, we expect to see more of the same from the Sooners in game two. The third thing that stuck out to me, <clears throat> Texas Tech's offense. Now, I know it was against Murray State. They scored 63 points, but, but that's not necessarily what I'm talking about. Texas Tech quarterback Tyler Shuck goes down in the first quarter with an injury to his shoulder, the same shoulder that he injured last season. In steps Donovan Smith, who started several games for the Red Raiders in 2021, and he was terrific. Like I said earlier, he was 14-16 for 221 and four touchdowns. He led Texas Tech up and down uh, the field, and, and you know it, it wasn't really a team that, that – you know, you expected Texas Tech to struggle with, so you know they were <clears throat> they were impressive against Murray State, and and they they took care of business, but they did so with a second string quarterback, and that stuck out to me. I, I really do think that Donovan Smith is capable of leading this team in Zach Kitley's uh, system that can really score points in a hurry. So uh, I think Texas Tech is still in a good position there, uh, hearing that Shuck's going to be out for at least a couple of weeks. So. We will see Donovan Smith in week two for sure. And uh, really, I was I was just impressed overall with, with the Big 12 in week one. So I'm excited to see with a couple of intriguing matchups in week two. You know, obviously you've got uh, Alabama coming to Austin to take on the Longhorns and, and Oklahoma State welcomes Arizona State. So uh, we'll, we'll see a little bit of a step up in competition for sure there. So it'll be Exciting to see what uh, what the Big 12 can do against a little bit better competition. Um, let's take a look around the country, kind of what happened. Uh, you know, some bigger games uh, on the landscape there. Uh, one of the biggest ones, the side of college game day, was Ohio State versus Notre Dame. Um, I believe Ohio State was favored by 16 points in that game. They end up winning 21-10, to 10, taking down the Irish, and uh, – it was really the the excuse me the Ohio State defense in the second half. They they shut up Notre Dame in the second half, held them to zero points, and, and were able to to score a couple of touchdowns, and and that made the difference. Uh, star wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba was banged up in the first half, so a uh, freshman Amika Agbuka steps in and he goes he goes off in his own right. He he takes nine receptions for 90 yards and a touchdown giving CJ Stroud somebody to throw to and and Ohio State was able to run the ball and and pretty much do what they needed to do in that game um to to pull away from the Irish. So good win for for Ohio State and and perhaps Notre Dame is is um you know worthy of that of that ranking at number 5. We'll we'll see as the as the season prevails. <clears throat> Utah, Whew. number seven. Utah goes into the swamp and and uh, they get bit by the Gators. The score is twenty nine to twenty six final, and and you really saw a back and forth physical game here. Probably the most physical game of the weekend that I saw. Um, just hard hitting. It felt like an SEC football game, and Utah really showed that they 
they can they can hang on a on an SEC field. Now, Florida is not Georgia or Alabama, so don't don't take this that far. But I, I was impressed with with Kyle Whittingham's team, um, just what they were able to do in a hostile environment. But the game unfortunately ended with an interception in the end zone. Uh, Mari Bernie picks off uh, a throw from Cameron rising in the end zone with 17 seconds left in the ball game. Uh, just a terrific football game there. And, and uh, you know, Utah's not out. Don't, don't count Utah out. They are not out of the college football playoff by any means. They, they lost a close game on the road. Uh, they've got a favorable schedule ahead of them. I, I don't think this will be the last time that we hear from the Utes. <clears throat> Speaking of college football playoff, last year's national champion, Georgia, does not look like it lost multiple picks to the NFL draft in 2022. They steamrolled the Oregon Ducks 49 to 3. It was an impressive showing from the Bulldogs. Uh, quarterback Stetson Bennett goes 25 for 31 for 368 yards in the air and two scores. They did whatever they wanted to Oregon's defense, and it was not pretty from the get go. Um, you really saw them establish the run. Uh, McIntosh running back for, for Georgia, or excuse me, uh, yes, McIntosh, the running back for Georgia has nine receptions for 117 yards, and and they really just used those two running backs, McIntosh and Kendall Milton, uh, to to spread out Oregon's defense, and it just it it wasn't a pretty game for for Dan Lanning. And and to be completely honest with you, if if Kirby Smart and Dan Lanning weren't familiar, that game probably was even more lopsided. Staying in the SEC, you've got Arkansas, who handled Cincinnati in Fayetteville, a uh, lot closer than a lot of people expected. You know, obviously Vegas has this game at seven points. That's what the final uh, spread was. Arkansas wins 31 to 24. KJ Jefferson was really the story in this game. He was responsible for all four of the, of the Hogs touchdowns. He goes 18 for 26 for 223 and three scores in the air. He adds 18 rushes for 62 yards and a score. And, and uh, Arkansas sends Cincinnati home with a loss. Uh, good win, good win for for Sam Pittman and the and the pigs there. <clears throat> and then tonight, what a finish in New Orleans. Florida State takes down LSU in Brian Kelly's debut in one of the craziest finishes you'll, you'll ever see. The craziest finish thus far in 2022, no doubt. Um, LSU wide receiver Malik Neighbors muffs a punt, his second of the night, and that gives Florida State the ball with a goal-to-go situation. Uh, they were already up 24-17 to 17 at this point, and it looked like LSU had just signed away this game. Well, Florida State running back Treshawn Ward fumbles the ball at the LSU one-yard line. Guess who recovers it? LSU. Of course they do. Jaden Daniels, Arizona State transfer quarterback, leads the Tigers on a 99-yard drive in a minute and 20 seconds. He throws a touchdown pass with no time left, makes the score 24-23. to So all we need is an LSU extra point, and we go into overtime, right? Wrong. Florida State defensive back Shaheem Brown blocks the extra point, sends null fans into a frenzy in the Caesar Superdome. It was an electric atmosphere. It was awesome. 
Uh, college football is fantastic. It's back in full swing, and uh, we really, really are excited to to see that. And games like like this and like the backyard brawl just make it so much fun. And and uh, we're really excited to see kind of what week two has in store. Uh, Big Twelve games to look forward to in week two. We've got Kent State heading to Oklahoma. As we said earlier, Alabama is traveling to Austin and takes on, take on the Texas Longhorns. They open up as a 20-point favorite in that game. Uh, Kansas State plays host to Missouri. Uh, both teams are 1-0 there. Kansas State is an 8.5-point favorite in that game. Uh, Texas Tech opens up as a 2.5-point favorite against Houston. Uh, that game is in Lubbock. Iowa and Iowa State battle for the Cyhawk Trophy. Iowa opens up as a three-point favorite in that game. That game is in Iowa City at Kinnick Stadium. Uh, should be a fun one there. Uh, you've got Kansas heading to West Virginia to open up Big 12 play. Uh, West Virginia Mountaineers are a 13-point favorite in that game in Morgantown. Um, you have the Arizona State Sun Devils heading to Stillwater to take on the Oklahoma State Cowboys, who are an 11-point favorite at this point in time. TCU will host Tarleton and Baylor in my favorite matchup of the week heads to Provo, Utah for a future big 12 rivalry, potentially with BYU. Uh, We get an early look at that BYU currently a two and a half point favorite in that game. So uh, definitely one to watch there. It will be an intriguing matchup for sure. Among many others in the big 12 in week two. So, uh, Tune in for our preview this week. We should have it out for you on Thursday. should have a couple of guests for you. So uh, thank you for listening to the Hecklers and Hot Takes podcast, and we will talk to you next time.